Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Come on in the door. Been waiting for you all morning. Glad you showed up. You have just tuned in to every Arizona homeowner's happy place. And we're here every single Saturday morning to talk about your two favorite subjects, yourself and your home. We've been voted Arizona's number one homeowner resource and contract referral for 14 years running. We're a call-in question-and-answer talk show about Arizona homeownership. If you want to fix, maintain, repair, remodel, or anything having to do with your Arizona home, give us a call. We've been doing the show for 35 years. I doubt you can stump us, but go ahead and try. one 767 Whether you're a brand new newcomer to Arizona or you've been here your whole life, let us put our 48 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes let us put that experience to work for you. Keep you from making a mistake. Keep you from using the wrong product or the wrong tool or the wrong contractor. Give us a ring. one 767 4348 If you're one of the Rosie on the House insiders, then you subscribe to our weekly newsletter. It comes into your uh, computer via the digital mailbox every single Thursday. RosieOnTheHouse.com That newsletter will kind of inform you of what we're going to be talking about on the Saturday broadcast, as well as give you a few tips and tricks that you cannot get anywhere else. And today, one of the topics we're going to talk about this particular hour is spring cleaning. But before we get to the topic of spring cleaning, uh, I'm here. I'm Rosie. My son, oldest son, Romy, is here, co-host, been co-hosting with me now for about 20 years. Jennifer is on the phone. The lines are already lighting up, one 767 And then our broadcast engineer, Mr. Gary D. We're all here for you. But, Shad, there's one thing i got to say first. This is that Mardi Gras special edition of Rosie on the House. Now, Gary. We're going to harvest a chicken or something. <laughs> Maybe oh, maybe so. maybe. oh. We, we ought to do a quart of Mardi Gras in Phoenix. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> real. Make you it authentic. See, Get that chicken it, out. Do it Do it for real. And Gary, have you ever been to New Orleans for a Mardi Gras? Absolutely. But, yeah. of course, most of my Mardi Gras growing up was Lafayette, which is the yeah, second yeah. biggest. Yeah, yeah. But I had the fortune, finally, to attend my first ball. It was the uh, Bacchus Ball, which is held sure. on Sunday night after the Bacchus Parade. And uh, it turned out to be probably the best ball for me. It was 2010. Okay. The King Bacchus was none other than Drew Brees. Oh, cool. And guess right. what else happened that's that good. time? The that's Saints good. won the Super Bowl. Well, that's so, man. The, the stars aligned for Mardi Gras. That was a good year to be at the Mardi Gras ball. Uh, I would really, have you ever attended a Mardi Gras in New Orleans? Oh, no. You didn't. I didn't know if you went that, that year you'd live down there. I have a hard enough time with crowds as it is and add that mess into it. In fact, more people leave New Orleans locally than come in from out of state, just the locals trying they to do. get away from they them. They do. All of so our you relatives. Gotta, you got to hit one of those smaller ones like Lafayette or, you know, Brobridge and to, to get a authentic experience. I, I, that I, once in Lafayette, what do they do, you know, the locals that don't want to mess with Mardi Gras? 
They go skiing in Colorado. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. And I have a lot of friends that left Phoenix last weekend. <laughs> you wouldn't know it from the traffic. But with the Barrett-Jackson, the Super Bowl, and the Waste Management Open, I had a lot of friends deliberately leave the Valley. Uh, so it's kind of like the Mardi Gras, New Orleans. I don't have any relatives that I know of that stay in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. They all leave. So I made the mistake of attending one Mardi Gras uh, the year I turned 21. That was the first one, the last one. Never going to make that mistake again. <laughs> Jennifer and I have been married 45 years. I've never taken her to New Orleans Mardi Gras. But it is Mardi Gras weekend, and we are here, Rosie on the House, for you, the Arizona homeowners. And one of the things we wanted to talk about today is spring cleaning. And in our article, we talk about spring cleaning the house in places you may not even have ever even thought to go and clean. So we'd love to hear from you, the Arizona homeowners. Uh, what is your tradition of spring cleaning? What little corners or tips or tricks are not in the article? Because we're a compiler of data as we collect information from all of you. We publish it and we share it for the benefit of all. So any tips or secrets you might have on spring cleaning, uh, give us a ring at one 767 4348 We will also take any call on any question that you've got concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin. Spring cleaning. You know, I think uh, it starts in other parts of the country. Oh, and Poxitani Phil, what did he saw his shadow on February 2nd. So we got six more, six weeks more weeks of winter. Of winter. So that's... Uh, middle of March, okay? So you don't have to spring clean right now. We're just we're just prepping you for it. We're getting you ready for it. Uh, Does he really apply to us, though? It's already spring-like and lovely. Yeah, I know. That really hurt us last weekend with, all the, the, with all the TV coverage we got. Don't forget the neutral rat also saw a shadow, so uh, he backed up Pucks of Tony T-Boy at Pier Park did see his shadow as well. So, oh, boy. So spring, technically, according to Poxitani Phil, will not be around till the middle of March for other parts of the country, wherever Poxitani, that's Poxitani, Pennsylvania, isn't it? I think it's Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they've got to wait a few more weeks. Uh, they're closed up in other parts of the country all winter long. Doors are shut. Windows are shut. When you go outside or you come inside, you open the door, jump inside and close the door as quick as you can. Then you take over four, take off four layers of clothes, pile them up at the front door, and you're living in a completely closed environment, heated environment, for three or four or five months. I saw pictures yesterday of New Mexico under three feet of snow in some areas. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's not very far away, which and it is great because yes, it is for the water supply. Albuquerque gets their water from the Colorado River Shed, which is not in its organic path. That's the only uh, – it actually has to get piped through the mountain and dumped into a, a river yeah. that then flows into the reservoir. So if we can – if they can fill up the reservoir <laughs> off of snowpack instead of having to pump out of Colorado, that just helps downstream better. I heard an unofficial report that Lake Mead was rising like five inches a day. Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, an unofficial report. Okay, so what do you do in the, so you, you the, in other parts of the country, you're closed up all winter long. You know, that's 
not like we live here. Uh, how many of you had your doors and windows open letting this gorgeous Arizona quote-unquote winter draft through your house for fresh air? In Arizona, we should have fall cleaning because we're closed up all summer long, and now we're opening the doors and windows in October and November. But be that what it may be, a big part of spring cleaning that I think we talk about in the article y'all ought to consider it's more than just dusting and vacuuming. You'll, you'll be happy with me if you'll follow this advice. Go ahead and take a little bit of extra time in your dusting and your mopping and your wiping and your sponging to get rid of clutter. And we could start that conversation right there in the junk drawer in the kitchen, couldn't we? Sure could. Sure could. We Just at the KBiz show... Um, up in Vegas, and Revishelf gave me a new sense of purpose. They have some great project products for helping you get all that stuff done. It's a lot of fun to have things cleaned out. It just frees your mind from, you know, you know where things are. You don't have to sift through stuff. I, I am sensing for about the past week, Romy, that our kitchen is going to be the Revishelf showroom here mm. <laughs> in short order. Mm. I couldn't get Jennifer out of that booth. It's a lot of fun. What are some of the things that caught your eye? If you're going to declutter and incorporate some of this Revish Shelf components, what are the things that really caught you? Well, I think the thing that ties into spring cleaning specifically is that Revish Shelf now has rollout shelves that go under the kitchen sink. So they have, they're a U-shaped shelf. So you can push them all the way in, which you would need to do, obviously, because it goes around the plumbing. It goes around that P-trap. And so you get all that stuff up off, I don't know about most people, but when I look underneath that counter, it's hideous, and I can't find anything, and it's a big mess. But those shelves are a big help, and then also, um, you know, a lot of times if you have a leak in your faucet or a dishwasher implodes or whatever, the underneath there gets wet, and there's, so um, they, another company we found at the show was WeatherTech, and they're, they're known, they're made in the United States. That's right. And they um, are known for um, car things, car mats, but they make an That's under That's where the, they started. That's right. They make an under-the-sink mat that's fantastic. So you, it's cut to size, goes up underneath there. Then if anything drips or spills or whatever, you just pull the mat out just like you would in your car. So those of you at home right now, go over to the kitchen sink and open the bottom two doors. Get down on your knees and take a look in there. Uh, you've got some dishwashing detergent in there. You've probably got some Brasso back there to kind of polish some silver every once in a while. You've got some Clorox in there. Uh, you may have an RO system and a tank under there. Um, you got some Brillo pads kind of rolling around, rusting down on the bottom. The wood, the wood floor of your cabinet is probably delaminated, peeling, lost some of blistering from the water that's been dripping down there. Let's go ahead and take the opportunity now. Clean out everything from underneath your kitchen counter, under your kitchen sink. Just empty it, okay? Then let's get a little piece of sandpaper and sand down that floor a little bit, and then we'll take a spray can of Kills paint, put on a respirator mask, and spray the floor with Kills. There's a lot of times that water has actually caused the face frame of the cabinet to delaminate from that part of the shelf. Go ahead and pre-drill and put in a finished nail or a finished screw and get that anchored back in place. Then you'll go ahead and order your WeatherTech. There's several different brands available, by the way. WeatherTech is just one of them. And it is a waterproof pan that then 
drops in place to protect your cabinet. And should it ever leak, it's slightly tilted forward. So the water will find its way out the doors of the cabinet and onto the floor. So you will know something is leaking. I dare y'all. I know there's some of you that are down on your knees looking underneath that kitchen sink right now and you're, and you're dry heaving. You're about ready to throw up. The water's been leaking back there. There's pockets of mold. It's clouds and fuzz. It smells mildewy because it is mildewy, damp, musty, dirty. Well, all of that. Now's the time. Let's go ahead and address just that component of your house right now. And now we're going to take you to the other corners of the house. What? We're going to have you dry heaving all hour, just talking about <laughs> spring cleaning. And the pictures of those two products are actually up on Facebook and Twitter right now. So if you kind of wonder what that looks like, you can see the, the difference that that kind of product makes. Here at Rosie on the House, for the purpose of you, the Arizona homeowner, Talking spring cleaning today, and I just took you to one place that very well may cause you to dry heave. And I really <clears throat> like this Revis shelf for underneath the kitchen sink. But a um, couple couple questions here looking at the pictures. The first one <clears throat> that's posted, really nice stock image, white kitchen cabinets, brand new. But it's a sink with only one drain, no disposal, and no RO system. So double, double kitchen sink it, complicates it. It fits in very nicely. The second picture, which I can actually tell is y'all's house by the <laughs> tile. <laughs> so you obviously have the weather tech on at the bottom of your yes. uh, kitchen sink cabinet. Could, would any? Do you have enough room underneath those RO filters? And then on the other side where the hose line looks maybe like it's coming in from the dishwasher. Could you fit a Reva shelf on that front bottom portion? We have found Reva shelf components that can go in beside and be pull-out instruments, but not that particular P-trap shelf. That's going to be limited to the bathroom vanities. Okay. Yeah, we have so. that big RO under there, so it wouldn't work. But you, like you said, there are like um, only just straight ones without the U-shape. And the stock photo we have from them is a kitchen sink. But right. I just want people, to, if you're looking at that, don't go look under your sink. Mm -hmm. It probably doesn't look quite like that before you order something and get it delivered. And you're like, wait, how am I supposed to fit all around us all this other stuff? Because there's a lot of utilities under our kitchen sinks, and this yeah. one has none. And also, um, I just uh, I text picture. with yeah, I text with our listeners sometimes if they need something. And Tom and I had texted before, and he just sent me a picture of under his sink with his weather tech map. Uh, all Matt. right. But I I did notice. You know, you mentioned there's more than one company. Um, so he has the weather tech and it has a full lip on it. It doesn't actually drain down. Okay. But the, do you remember the name of the one you got? It's a little bit different than that. that I one. texted it to you yesterday. Check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> check. Yeah. I'll I, check my phone. Okay. But it, it actually has that lip that would let it drain out. But I mean, I li either I like lip is the ones the, that let you drain. I really yeah. do. And either, either way, it's not a very big lip, but anyway. Okay. So the second place I'm going to take you to start dry heaving about the cleanliness of your home is your refrigerator. It's particularly if you have an older refrigerator. An old refrigerator has the coils, the refrigerant coils that creates the cold to keep your food at 39 degrees on the back of the refrigerator. So how often do you pull that refrigerator out of its little cubby hole and vacuum and clean those coils? 
If you haven't done that in the last five to 20 years, they're probably pretty well caked with a considerable amount of dog hair, lint, dust balls, dust mites. They're, they're filthy. That makes the refrigerator work much harder than it needs to. Some refrigerators now have those coils up high above the refrigerator compartment and you have to remove a grill. That's a little bit better because they're so far up off the ground, they do manage to stay a little bit cleaner. And then some refrigerators, you have to actually remove that toe kick panel down at the bottom underneath the door, remove it. That's the worst because those are the hardest ones to clean. But there are vacuum attachments that you can put on your your shop vac or your vacuum at home that actually are, are three foot long and they're very, very narrow and you slip them underneath the refrigerator and occasionally vacuum up all the little debris that's accumulating down there. You know, the grandkids come over and they're eating chocolate chip cookies and they walk in front of the refrigerator and uh, a piece of that cookie falls on the ground, unbeknownst to anybody. Then I come along, not seeing it, I kick it under the refrigerator. Now, how long does that piece of chocolate chip cookie live there before it's a hazardous material? Until you eat it. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe so. If you're lucky, you didn't kick it in very far. And Minnie the dog has snuck his nose under there and grabbed it. If you're really lucky, the little vacuum cleaner. But the one thing, the first time I covered this, the older refrigerators uh, go through a defrost cycle. And when they do that, they collect a lot of moisture and condensate. And if you've spilled maybe a little jelly or some olive juice or something inside the refrigerator, that finds its way down to the condensate pan that sits underneath your refrigerator. The heat of the compressor is then supposed to make the moisture down there evaporate, and you do little to nothing with the condensate pan. But you ought to clean it every once in a while. The first time I described this to someone, I actually got a letter from Sally, whose husband John in Glendale removed the grill, found the condensate pan, <clears throat> pulled it out, and then threw up in the <laughs> condensate pan. So the older refrigerators, those coils and those condensate pans really need to be cleaned as a part of your spring cleaning process. More when we get back at Rosie on the house. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you if you'd like to join the conversation. You can also text questions into 411-923 or email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Today's On the House topic, which is what we spend our 9 o'clock hour on, a specific topic on your home castle or cabin, ties into spring cleaning. We've covered under the kitchen sink. We made, Co- we made them dry heave there. We've gone under the refrigerator. And we, the, we made them throw up there. Condensing coils. <clears throat> they need like a hydraulic lift. For a, a hydraulic lift where? For the refrigerator? Yeah. Oh, just hoist it up just, like you just do something that had like a six inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get the vacuum under Romy, there. Invent that. You need to invent that. Uh, a, a retrofit. You know, there's going to be some applications where there's a cabinet on top and it's not going to work. But a lot of times... There's nothing above the refrigerator and just have a 
Well, before we go on to spring cleaning, shall we take the call from Tucson? Melania, welcome to the program. Melania. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you have a question? How can we help you, ma'am? I have a question about safety in my shower. Okay. And I don't know that Jennifer told you about the problem. We have some sort of sheet goods that are on the wall okay. in the enclosure. Okay. And uh, they do not hold up to a uh, suction cup bar type right. of thing, which right. is not even safe. I'd like to know what I can do short of uh, drilling a hole in the wall, which my landlord does not allow. <laughs> they don't like that idea. Well, they you know what? They don't like it. And well, there are homes here in the area which are of the same vintage, about 12 years old. They yeah. all have the same thing. Okay. Well, I, well, I tell you what. Uh, Miss Jennifer just recently found a product that we were in, able to install in a client's home that they did not want to drill. Now, that was a good-sized shower, but it was that vertical pole. Yeah, it's called a super pole, Melania, and um, you can find them online. They're about $250. You do not have to drill. It's a tension rod you put vertically. They're great for the shower. Uh, the, they did, um, the client did use it for a long time. It worked just great. And then also you could put it, like, by a bed, uh, even just anywhere that would someone would need help standing up or whatever. So, um but that is really a great thing also. And you can take it with you. Yeah, and oh, yeah. You, and your, your landlord isn't going to mind you doing using this at all. It requires no drilling. And the other thing is, um, I don't know if he would allow you to do this, but we just found a product at the home, at the KBiz show. It's called Easy. Is it Easy, Sli- Easy, Easy Slip or No Slip? Anyway, I can find that for you. Um, I just tried it out in our shower yesterday, and you just paint it on. It dries right away, and it kind of develops um, it's a feeling invisible. of it's invisible, and it, it kind of feels like sandpaper. So I don't know if he would let you do that or not, but that's also a really nice option. So, you know, just get a couple things going on there to ensure your safety. And, and when you say sandpaper, it's like the finest of sandpaper. It's not like standing on little pebbles. Um, and the product actually comes with multi-applications. Uh, they say paint the treads of your ladders with it to keep your ladder treads from being slippery. They even have a product where you can apply it to your tennis racket, pickleball racket, just for a little extra grip. So, um, doesn't change the, the how it looks at all. No, it, it's invisible. So Melania will get you that information on that particular product. It actually orders it. Jennifer... Jennifer ordered a lot of stuff while we were at the Kitchen and Bath Show in Las Vegas. And this package showed up in a box about half the size of a shoe box. And it had three different products in it. And one of them, it comes with the roller, comes with the product. You just get in there and roll it like you're painting. Uh, and Jennifer did half of the hall shower so we could kind of test it and uh, check it out. So we'll give you updates on that. But there's a couple options for you, Melania. Uh, to increase your safety in the shower without having to drill any holes. Back on the topic of spring cleaning, um, how about the laundry room? Uh, uh, You know, the laundry room manufactures dust balls. It's just where dust balls are made. And if you don't believe that, pull the washer and dryer out from away from the wall. If you do, and you get all of that cleaned up, 
take a really good look at how you're venting your dryer. If it's a flexible hose mounted to the back of your dryer, and it goes through about seven or eight bends and turns <laughs> before, it, before it gets to the wall, cut that down to reduce it to the least amount of hose that you need to pull it away from the wall to clean it. That's the kicker is you want it as short and directional as possible. But, but you need to get it out you, to access it. For exactly. <laughs> so you've, you've got to have that working area. And, of course, where, you know, there's no standard on dryers on where that exhaust is. We left, center, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then where the exhaust in your home is isn't standard either. So you've always got, you know, they never match up perfectly. And the good thing at your house, like when you want to clean behind the dryer, you just take Landry and hold her by the ankles. There and you dry, go. Drop her back. Uh, undo that <laughs> bolt down there, Landry. <laughs> She's skinny enough. She doesn't need much room at all. Uh, then you can pull the dryer all the way out. So uh, not only just making sure the lint filter in your dryer is clean, and occasionally you ought to just get that thing out of the dryer and really clean it good other than just dry rubbing it. Go ahead and rinse it real good and dry it real good. But that vent from the dryer to the outside of the house needs to be regularly cleaned, and there are professional companies that can do that for you. Uh, so you don't have to worry about tearing the vent or breaking or disconnecting something. But those laundry rooms tend to be magnets for dust balls that turn into dust bunnies that turn into dust horses. Um, so the laundry room. Now, we're talking about dirty places in your house. And this isn't necessarily spring cleaning. This is just words of wisdom. There's something in your house that is considered the dirtiest one inch in your whole home. And when I challenge people about what that is, more often than not, they talk about, well, that's got to be like the front edge of the toilet seat or something. And it's not. The dirtiest one inch in your house is the cutting wheel on your can opener. You open the can, and you get a little bit of your Bush's baked beans on the wheel, and you put it away in the drawer. Then a week later, you use that same can opener, and you open a can of black eye peas and a little bit of that. Oh, that's a whole week. Whatever's left from that wheel. Bush's beans has all been disintegrated by now. In the drawer. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then you're cutting on cans that have been sitting on shelves at the grocery store for how long, collecting how much dust. I saw a report one time about how filthy the top of a soda pop can was. I haven't drank a soda pop without rinsing the can off in 20 years. <laughs> uh, skin particles, dust particles. And how many times do you see somebody walking down the grocery store aisle with a Kleenex in their hand, blowing their nose, and then they go over to the avocados and start palming every single avocado to find out which one is ripe. Or they go to the, the soup cans and they pick up one or two cans and decide, well, that's not the flavor they want, and they put it back. I think you think too hard. Don't hesitate <laughs> in taking your, if you've got a manual uh, can opener, put that sucker in the dishwasher at least two or three times a week. Get it cleaned up. So that just that's not spring cleaning. That's just hygiene in general. 
one of the things we talk about in the article, and this is where this is where the layers of information come into play for Rosie on the House. In the newsletter that gets delivered to you is an article that you can expand if you want to read it on spring cleaning. Embedded in that article is another deeper dive article just on cleaning and caring for the appliances at your home. And here's another general note of safety. I only learned this about five or six years ago. Microwave ovens can age to the point they start leaking dangerous microwaves into your home, inside your house. And I actually had this proven to me by the folks at Hassar who offer a full uh, appliance review. They'll come and review every appliance you have and check it for safety. And when they, in, in, a, in a rental home we have, and I was with them, they got to the microwave oven, they turned it on, and they held up this meter. And they said, Rosie, this, this microwave, which was about, I don't know, it was 10 or 12 years old. He says, this microwave is leaking six times the healthy limit of microwave into Oops. the house. I never knew. Mm-mm. I never knew. So That's a big one. That's another thing you might want to consider. And again, that article is embedded in the article about spring cleaning, actually taking care of your kitchen appliances. While we're in the kitchen, um, you want to, and I'll quit making you throw up, okay? That's not nice on Saturday morning. But another area that you might want to consider cleaning is if you have a garbage disposal, right there where the water leaves the sink is a rubber gasket that almost fills the whole opening. And that's called a splash guard. So that when you run water down your garbage disposal and you've put some things down there that you want to dispose of, you turn the garbage disposal and it starts splattering food all over the inside of that garbage disposal container. And if the splash guard weren't there, it would be hitting you in the face, all that ground up food that you're trying to send down the drain. So all of that debris is hitting the bottom of that splash guard. I can tell you, spring cleaning, maybe even spring and fall cleaning, take a little bit of bleach, take a little uh, citrus cleaner, whatever, and some paper towels and reach in there and clean the bottom of your splash guard. Some are made to be removable where you can simply pull it out and run it through the dishwasher every once in a while. Some are not if you, if you start tugging on it and it doesn't want to give, don't keep pulling. You're going to cause a big problem. But some are made where you can actually just pull them right out. So you've got the bottom of that splash guard is another area most people would never consider even thinking about cleaning. And we discovered that one time when we were on an odor patrol for a particular homeowner. Who And we do this a lot. We seek out odors. People dealing with odors, they can't seem to solve it. And we actually discovered the odor was coming from the debris and the gunk that had accumulated on the bottom of the splash guard. And when we found that out, we added it to our database as one more place to clean on a regular basis in your spring cleaning protocol. That's stuff you're only going to get at Rosie on the House. So stay tuned. Are you ready, Gary? I'm I'm. Ready. All right. Okay. Speechless, I'm ready. All right. Uh, 
Want to uh, take a, you want to take a break and we, think about it? We're going to take a couple breaks, <laughs> and we're going to get to other areas like ceiling fans, garage, and your outside air conditioning unit when we get back. All right. You can't talk spring cleaning without talking about the garage. In our article, we talk about lots of areas of the house. We haven't been able to get to all of them this particular hour, but I found something at the home show in Las Vegas last week that I want, I'm going to be ordering, and I think a lot of you will want one as well. In the garage, there's a man who has taken a shop vac and mounted it to the wall with a 50-foot hose on it. Connected to that is an air compressor capable of 140 psi, so you can fill. I, I like you, where we're going. You, so you can fill the air in your in your motorhomes and your tractors and everything else. He's combined it into one unit that mounts handsomely off the floor, so no more shop vac rolling around your garage, no more independent freestanding air compressor. A combined unit that mounts on the wall, and you have both of them. And when I clean my cars. Because my car spends so much time on dirt roads. The first thing I do is open all the doors and take a pistol air compressor. And I just blow the whole inside of the car out and get the layer of dust off the seats, the the sun visors, the hood liners, the mats and everything else. So I love, I'm I'm using a compressor all the time. But it's garageairvac.com. And Jennifer and I will be sharing Great little finds that we have discovered while at the Kitchen and Bath Show. And I'll tell you, this this is one little find I'm going to be ordering for myself for sure. So on the topic of spring cleaning in garages, don't forget, go ahead and declutter as well. Do you remember how much that unit was? Yeah, it was just just north of $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's worth it, Gary. It's worth it, baby. Oh, yeah. It's, worth, it's okay. worth it. It's a boy. It's a boy guy. Oh, boy man. It's like a central <laughs> vacuum system it on is. steroids for your garage, though. It is. It'd be it great is. for someone who was really into cars. Oh, a lot man. Of cars. Really. Or raising dogs inside their garage. And yeah, what, that too. What was that one? <laughs> What's it called Gar- again? Garageairvac.com. Oh, airvac. Yeah, nice. Anyway. Jennifer, you recently kind of tackled the sawtooth I mean, tile at our house. Gary kind of coughed at the two grand, but I mean, I, it's been a long time since I bought a Compression vacuum. Shop but like, what's like a Hoover vacuum? I mean, aren't they pretty expensive? Yeah, I, I mean, everything. Yeah. HEPA quality and all. And this is HEPA. Nice. That's the real deal. Uh, it was nice. I don't know what a good HEPA vacuum costs anymore. That's not my arena. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start saving money. You convince me. Okay. All right. All right. Now we know what to get Gary for Christmas. Thank you. Yeah, we're just continuing real quick on cleaning floors and stuff. You know, that's one thing you can do yourself. All the tips we've given today, pretty much do it yourself. I have to say for the saltilla tile, I do like to have it professionally done every couple of years and then just kind of maintain it. Uh, but, Amen. But I recently did ours in the kitchen, and I Ancient Stone is one of our local uh, manufacturers of stone. They have a great product, and you can you call them and go by and pick up a gallon and uh you know you you um, mop it on and then mop it off and and you kind of use a little nylon brush but you have to be careful with saltilla tile you can uh damage it by using anything acidic so you don't want to use like vinegar or any of these acid kind of or or harsh detergent even so this one's very um organic and and nice it's not stinky it doesn't no fumes it's just really nice and jennifer keeps a pretty clean house but i mean we we have dogs running inside we have 11 grandchildren we've got you know all our children the spouses uh, when you applied that cleaner to the sautilla tile 
I think you were surprised. I was totally <laughs> surprised. It took me like three moppings to get all the to get clear water. And I thought it was clean. I mean, all yeah. the goobers were off the floor, but it was. That's right. Know, the, and then after you do that, then you need to seal it as well. So. So spring cleaning. If we've missed anything that isn't in the article, or it's a protocol, or practice, or habit, or discipline that you've been practicing in, about, and around your house over the years, we'd love to know about it so we could add it to our database. Go ahead and give us uh, email at rosyonthehouse.com under the title spring cleaning tips and send it to us and we'll continue and we give credit when, when someone gives us an idea we're not about owning everything we we are a collector of information we'll get the information we'll test it and verify it and then once we can endorse it we'll put it on and you'll get credit for it so don't hesitate to reach out to us here at rosyonthehouse.com had some nice spring rains, which is going to mean if you're not on a pre-emergent schedule, you'll probably be hitting with weeds. Oh. So keep an eye on that. I'm actually stopping on the way home to get a new battery for our uh, electric <laughs> pump, battery-operated pump. It's like a 30-gallon tank you just tow behind the quad, yeah. and it runs off of a, a lawn battery. And that sneaks up on you. We just we were, went for a walk the other day, and you just see the little tiny weeds popping up. But pretty soon, they're going to be great big weeds. Well, and... Like on our application, this weekend will be the third weekend and five Saturdays that I've hit it. Because you hit it, some new ones pop up, you hit those. Some new ones pop up from the range, you hit those. And, you know, there's always some you miss here or there, so you can tell which ones haven't died off yet. So it just it takes a little bit each weekend staying on top of it. If you wait and do it all at once, well, you, it, it takes a really long time to get back on top of it. So. The best part of weed cleaning is weed prevention, pre-emergence, or get out there and kill off what's starting to grow now.